Welcome to the Coffee with Kathy podcast. Take a moment to subscribe and like us on Facebook if you haven't already. You can also check out all of our books, merch, and future podcasts at coffeewithkathy.com. Now grab yourself a cup of coffee and get ready to be encouraged. Here's your host, Pastor Kathy Heitschu. What's up, all my peeps? It's Coffee with Kathy. Hope you got your coffee ready. Look at my new shirt. Well, maybe I wore the shirt last week. I can't remember. <laughs> Listen, 33 things that are blocking your healing. You need to share this broadcast with all your peeps. Amen. Come on. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Pastor Ross and Melissa. I always have to welcome them because they have to watch later. So I'll tell them welcome now in Jesus' name. But I like this set. It looks so cute. Sarah got me a candle. I get things added to the set. She got me a little candle. Ah, it's so cute. Okay, listen, this one was for me today. I really needed this because I'm not even going to tell you. Uh, don't try to hurt someone on purpose just because they hurt you by accident. You really shouldn't hurt anybody on purpose even if they hurt you on purpose. But whatever, it's too late to edit the book now. Don't try to hurt someone on purpose just because they hurt you by accident. Keep your heart right. Keep yourself in check. Rebuke discouragement, self-doubt, rebuke worry, rebuke fear, rebuke any other attack in Jesus' name. And Psalm 51.10 is the scripture. Hey, my friend Angie, Angela Nelson's on the line. Y'all need to be friends with her. She's awesome. Created me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Hey, anybody have a birthday today? If you're watching today and you have a birthday, just uh, type happy birthday in the comments and I'll sign my book and send you a copy of it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Glad you're online. Share this. Did I share? Did I? Yeah, I got that. Sarah was bothering me, so I didn't get to, um, I didn't get to share it real quick. Okay, good. Hey. So, 33 Spiritual Blocks to Healing Part 3, because we're going to cover 4, 5, and 6 today. But remember, we covered Part 1, which was unforgiveness, and then um, number 2 and number 3 are, in, are on last week. So make sure you go back and watch Coffee with Kathy the last two Thursdays so you can get Part 1 and Part 2 uh, in Jesus' name. But welcome, all my friends. I'm glad you're on the line. Where is everybody? I'm going to start like calling people on the phone, telling them, get up, time to wake up. All right, we're talking about number four, personal and family sins. So your sin and the sins of your family. Amen. Okay, the fourth block to healing relates to personal and family sins. Listen to this verse from Isaiah 59. It says, the Lord's hand is not so short that it can't save. Neither is his ear so dull that he can't hear. But your iniquities, your sins, have made a separation between you and God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. That's an important verse, people. Isaiah 59. You ought to read Isaiah. Hey, Brother James, I'm glad you and uh, Mary are on the line. Jim. I know he goes by Jim, but I see James on the Facebook, so I go by James, but listen, Jim, I call you James. All right. Isaiah 59, it's important. Not only can our sins, not only can the things I'm doing, wicked things I'm doing, separate me from God, but the consequence of my ancestor's sin 
transfers down to us and I'll prove it to you. There's actually evidence that genetically inherited diseases exist, right? So you can definitely inherit things from your ancestors, from your father and mother and your grandparents and your great-great-granny. And then their psychiatric industry has determined that there are certain non-genetic factors such as your disposition can be passed down from your family. You know how people say, you are just like your father. You are just like your grandfather. Disposition can be passed down. Personality quirks, okay? Your personality passed down in your DNA. And then um, idiosyncrasies can be passed down through your family tree without a genetic component being seen or known. That's from the psychiatric industry. These are iniquities. In Exodus, it says that the sins of the father shall be passed on to the children down to the third and fourth generation, y'all. Huh. And it's also in Deuteronomy too. You can see it in Deuteronomy. So there's two verses in the Bible that uh, confirm this. Exodus 20 and verse 5, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children into the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Hey! So number four, personal and family sins. In Nehemiah chapter 8 and 9, Ezra, you know he was the priest, he called all the people together. This is important. He got the moms, the dads, the children. He called everybody together. And he had one of the longest church services in the history of the Bible. And some of y'all are mad that we go an hour and a half two hours sometimes. He had a 12-hour church service. Come on, somebody. And we can hardly sit still for 20 minutes for a broadcast right now. But share the broadcast, amen? And um, give me a hand up emoji that you're watching, that you're here, who you are, so we know all you stalkers out there watching. Just put the hand up emoji. We know who you are. So for six hours, they stood and heard the word of God. Then the next six hours, they worshiped and confessed their sins, y'all, and the sins of their fathers before them. They confessed, they repented of all the sins that their, their ancestors had done from their parents on back, right? Um, it's actually in Nehemiah 8, uh, 2 and 3, 6, 8 and 9. It says, And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both men and women, and all that could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday, before the men and the women and all those. The ears of the people were attentive to the book of the law. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen. Six hours of preaching, followed by six hours of worship and repenting. Amen. So welcome um, all my friends. Hey, Bri oh, I see um, Brianna. Thank you for sharing. Tracy, good morning. I'll see you a little bit later because I know you'll be here. Um, uh, they said amen with lifting up their hands and they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And they read uh, from the book of the law that God distinctly gave them in Jesus' name. Then Nehemiah, now in 20 and 4, and the fourth day of the month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting, with sackcloth and earth upon them. And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers and stood and confessed their sins. 
They did this for six more hours. Amen. Good morning, all y'all. So it says they stood there and confessed the sins of their fathers. And why? So they could be free from the curse of sin, generationally free from all curses. And that's what you need to do today. Amen. You should just have your prayer time with the Lord and say, I break and bind all generational curses off of my life and the life of my children. It, that curse stops today, right? So God holds the fathers responsible for the spirituality of the family. The sins of the fathers are passed on to the third and fourth generations that hate me. That's what he said. Thousands of generations, it's been um, uh, that God will keep them to thousands of generations. So you get that thing cut, cut that generational thing off. And then God will keep you and show mercy to thousands of generations after you. So we see evidence today that the curse of the Father is still there. We not only have to consider our personal sins separating us from God, but we need to understand that that family tree you got, you know, that fruit you hanging off of that family tree, you need to pick that thing or cut that branch off in Jesus' name. Uh, and you'll see similarities. I see it all the time. You'll see people who are insane. You'll see insanity running in people's family tree. Not even kidding. You'll see personality and characteristics, you know, runs in your family. A lot of people will even say, well, that runs in my family. Diabetes runs in my family. Um, high blood pressure runs in my family. So you'll see people confessing generational things that run in people's family, right? Hey, Miss Laura, I miss you. I'm glad to see you on here watching Coffee with Kathy in Jesus' name. Um, and so that's number four. Personal sins, family sins will keep you or block your healing, spiritually block your healing. So we're going through 33 things. If you're just new to the program, we're going through 33 spiritual things that block your healing. And I'm not saying they all apply to you. So chew the meat and leave the bone. Amen. They may not all apply to you. But if unforgiveness, which was number one, if that applies to you, uh, get rid of that and watch yourself be healed. See yourself be healed from things. And today, for sure, number four, cut off those um, generational curses that are on your family. It's important to say, Father, I release myself from anything my jacked up mama did. Ha! That was prophetic. Ha! But she ain't on the line, is she? Yeah. So I cut that thing off at the head. I'm not going to operate in anything that my family operated in. I'm not going to be crazy like my family. I'm not going to lose my mind like half of my family. I'm not going to have a jacked up marriage or, or a twisted kids or nothing like my family. Now, I'm not talking about my family. I'm just telling y'all what to pray. Wow, you tagged her in it. Why'd you do that? This is why I need a new person. Sarah done tagged my mama. You know she gonna click on him, watch it, and, and I'm gonna get in all kind of trouble. Jesus, this is payback for um, yesterday I walked in on Sarah's broadcast, but you know, well, it is what it is. I, actually, I came running down the stairs going, Frances! <laughs> so I just put it out there, Frances, Sarah's middle name is Frances, spelled E-S, okay, calm down. But, yeah, eh, get it right. Number five, not having faith in God. Number five of our 33 spiritual blocks to your healing. Not having faith, right? The fifth block to healing can be found in Mark 11:22. It's simple. Jesus told his disciples, have faith in God. It's simple, four words. 
Have faith in God. You could bust it down to just one word. You could do some fractions here, <laughs> homeschooler, and just say, believe. Just believe, amen. Just the word believe. Yeah, where's uh, um, where is Justin and Pamela? I can't call them out because I did I tell you I called uh, Justin. I called Justin and Pamela out because they were at church Sunday on my uh, uh, Instagram live, and some somebody actually sent me a message like, I understand you have to have haters because if you don't have haters, God can't prepare a table. Ha! Huh. You can't sit down and feast at a table that God prepares before you if you don't got enemies. So I understand they got to be there, but I just wish they wouldn't speak to me. Amen? I, I need them to get a spirit of shut up. So all my haters need to get a spirit of shut up. But they sent me a message that said, people, you shouldn't um, condemn people for not coming to church. Dude, so I, of course, had to send back because I'm not nice like my friend Carly who just soft answer turns away wrath or my husband, he's got a soft answer turns away wrath. I was just like, um, that's a negative. I said, how about you mind your own business? These are my friends. But anyway, we're getting on. Have faith in God. Uh, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to what? Please God. It's impossible to please God. Put that in the comments. Without faith, it's impossible. You can't please God if you don't have faith. If you're full of doubt and unbelief, you will not please God. Just put it out there for you because, you know, Coffee with Kathy is a real Bible study. We hashtag keep it real here in Jesus' name. Amen, Laura. Good for you. Plant that seed. That's right in Jesus' name. Yeah. But without faith, Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Can you say you've been diligently seeking God today? Yes, because you're watching a Bible study. So he's going to reward you for diligently seeking him. What a great trade-off that is. You just click on Copy with Kathy and you're going to be blessed. Because you're seeking him. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Faith means I don't see it. I can't put my hands on it. But I'm stepping out in it anyway. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's right, Angie. It's impossible. Matthew 21.21, 21, Jesus said, Verily, verily, listen, listen. I promise I'm say to you. If you have faith and do not doubt, right? He told us don't doubt but only have faith. Hebrews 4 says the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. You know this story. And they didn't enter into the promised land. Yet the same gospel preached to them was preached to us. Preached to us, preached to them. But they did not enter the promise because of unbelief and doubt. So, Lord, don't let me have unbelief and doubt. Don't let me miss the promise. Amen? And, oh, there he is. What's up, Justin? Glad you're here. Glad you finally get online. I mean, Cobble the Cat is at 10 o'clock. It's not that difficult. It's, it's been going on for like, um, oh, Lord. For, I bet I'm in my six-year anniversary now. I, I probably five or six years of Coffee with Kathy every week. That's a lot of Bible studies. 10 o'clock all the time. Where you at, Justin? You, you, you didn't take your potty break early enough. 
All y'all at work got no excuse. You got, they got to allow you to go to the bathroom. So you go to the bathroom and you watch the coffee with Kathy. It's not difficult. You take your coffee with you to the potty. <laughs> anyway, pay attention. Where was I? Okay. So when Jesus, and this is true, when Jesus went back to his hometown of Nazareth, you know, he tried to minister to the people he grew up with. He tried to minister to the people where he come from. He like went back to the hood, his hood, y'all. And they received him not. They had no faith. They couldn't get anything from him. He couldn't do any great miracles in Nazareth because of unbelief and doubt. I don't want unbelief and doubt to cause me to miss my miracle. No, it's not happening. Mark 5, uh, the last part of Mark 5, Jesus was about to raise a lady, a young girl from the dead. And listen to this. There were a lot of people in the room. She's dead. They're getting ready to have a funeral. They're getting ready to have the wake. Everybody's, it's visitation hours. People are coming in visiting. There's a lot of people in there because she died, so they're there for the wake, right? And Jesus comes up in and says, she's not dead, but she's just sleeping. And they laughed at him. They scorned him, the Messiah people. They laughed at him. And you know what he did? He did the best thing. Some of y'all need to get a spirit of Jesus in this particular story. And I'm definitely going to start operating like this. He put them out of the room. Some of y'all need to get a spirit of put out. I mean, put them out. It didn't say, and think about this, y'all. He didn't ask, he didn't say that he asked them to nicely leave. He didn't say that he said, hey, guys, excuse me, excuse me, testing, testing. Well, everybody just please walk out that don't have unbelief. No, he put them out. You know how you put out the cat? You put them out. Everybody ought to put a cat emoji in the thing right now. It says he put them out of the room. And the only people was his disciples. He brought the family and his disciples into the room, and he raised the girl from the dead. This is a true story. Can you imagine that rebuke? Could you imagine you're the one that Jesus has to put out of the room because of your unbelief and your doubt? I ought to just shut your mouth. When you have unbelief and doubt, this is a good thing. This stay with you forever. Shut your mouth. If you ever have unbelief, zip it. All the things. Hashtag shut up. Put that in there. Yes, amen, Angie. Put them cats out. Jesus' name. But listen, you got to get a cat anointing on your life to put people out that are fit. Why are you laughing over there? That are filled with unbelief and doubt. Oh, there's no cat people like watching. I'm not going to get in trouble. Yes, you need a cat anointing. That's a put out anointing. <laughs> but this is the way people will remember it. Now, every time you see a cat, I like to use object lessons. If I had one here, <laughs> I'll show y'all how to put it out. <laughs> uh, but anyway, could you imagine that rebuke? And you know why he put them out of the room? Because you like, why he put them out of the room? Because of their unbelief and their doubt would negate his power and his miracle working power and his ability to heal. He put them out because that would come against what he's trying to do. So that proves to me, catch this, you have a role to play in your healing. You have a role to play. Because Jesus wants to, uh, yeah, oh, Lord, no, she did it. Francis, you can't put Peter. She done tagged my mama. 
She done tagged Peter on me. I'm going to be in so much trouble. I'm going to get all the hate mail now. But listen, you have a role to play. If Jesus had to put unbelief and doubt out of the room so that he could use his healing power to raise the dead, then you have a part to play. You got to get unbelief and doubt out of you so Jesus can manifest, so healing can manifest in you. Jesus can manifest healing in you. That's a thought. That's something you need to think about. Oh, <laughs> he just started laughing. It's the truth. It's the truth, Justin. I'm just telling you. If y'all just bring me a cat, I dare y'all bring me a cat. I'll show y'all how to put out a cat. Amen. But anyway, uh, if, there's, if there's old people watching, old ladies watching, I'm just kidding. Don't have heart, heart failure. I'm just kidding. And by old, I mean like a 90 to 100. If you're 90 to 100, because I'm going to live to 120. The Bible said I can live to 120. I'm living to 120. We on the number six, amen. I'm doing four, five, and six today. I'm giving y'all a lot of information, not only about felines, but, you know, unbelief and doubt. It's important. So number four, personal and family sins will spiritually block your healing. And number five, not having faith in God. Okay, so we got to get that. We have to get that down pat immediately. Yes, I need to go for an evaluation myself, Justin. Listen, it's been a long time since I was evaluated, but I do need to go to an evaluation. And what would be hilarious is if, like, I broadcast it, like if I was Facebook Live while somebody evaluated me. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? That would actually be great. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do it. So, number six. The need to see a miracle. Spiritual block to your healing is you having this need to see a miracle. Well, I got to see a miracle before I believe in miracles, right? The sixth block to healing is your believing that you have to see a miracle in order to receive from God a miracle. And you know how many people, this is actually affects a lot of people, uh, won't believe until they see a miracle. And let me tell you what happened to the first person who saw a miracle? Who did they look back at? Here's the story. There were two thieves on the cross, Matthew 27. You can go read that story, Matthew 27, uh, 38. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. So here's the first person here, or one of the people. Look, it said in Matthew 27, then there were two thieves crucified with him, one on the right, the other on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, shaking their heads and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and build it back in three days, save yourself. If you be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priests, they were mocking him. The scribes and the elders, they were mocking him. They said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him come down from the cross, right? And we will believe him. Ah, there's a lot of people that want to see a miracle before they can receive from God, before they can believe God. Verse 43, he trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also, which were crucified with him, Cast the same. What, uh, what did they want to see before they would believe? They wanted to see Jesus come off the cross, 
right? But then that would have been the worst thing he could have ever done because you and I wouldn't be here today. Yep, we wouldn't be here if he would have done all of that. I know I've done been, hey. And so, and, and get this, remember what Jesus said to Peter when he was preparing the disciples for the crucifixion. And he told him, I'm not going to be going to Jerusalem. Um, uh, he'd be going to Jerusalem, but he was going to be betrayed and crucified. And remember what Peter did? He rebuked him. I mean, there's another stupid thing right there. It's, it's probably more worse than Jesus putting you out and rebuking you would be for you to try to rebuke him. Right? Right? Peter, like, told him off. You read that story. And Jesus turned to him and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. I mean, could you only imagine? Talking about, now, listen, Jesus, we're going to have to have a conversation. Calm down. You're going to need to calm down. You're not going to be crucified. You're not going to be, no, betrayed. No, not happening. Not going to let it happen. I mean, whatever it is, could you imagine? He said, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> so, some of us have to believe uh, that we'll receive a miracle, believe in miracles to receive a miracle, right? So the chief priests, verse 41 and 42, they said the same thing. They did the exact same thing, mocking him, saying, well, if you the son of man, just bring yourself down off the cross and, and we'll believe him. If we could just see him do that miracle, then we'll believe him. So there's two classes of people who would not believe until they saw some proof. Sad, ain't it? And Jesus dealt with the same issue with Thomas, right? Hey, um, Barb, I'm glad you're on the line. Al and Barb, glad y'all are here. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, but he did the same thing with Thomas. Uh, Thomas said he would not believe him until what? Until he saw proof. He wanted to see the holes. He wanted to see the scars. He wanted to see proof, right? <clears throat> and so until he saw, uh, saw the scars and Jesus showed them to him, amen, he's so kind. That's in John 20, 28 and 29. Then Thomas said, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said, blessed are those who do not see and yet believe rather than those that believe because they see. And are you the same way? You know, or sometimes do you want to believe it before you see it, right? You, you want to see it before you believe it. When you should just believe it before you see it, that is faith, just like Laura said. That's faith. Faith is, nope, I believe it. Before I ever see any miracle, I believe it, right? And another great area um, uh, worth investigating is uh, having to see a miracle to believe God is when Satan tempted Jesus. Remember in Matthew 4, when he was led up um, of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted, he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and he was hungry, y'all. He was hungry. And then Satan came to tempt him, and he told him, If you be the Son of God, command these stones to be made into bread. So he tempted him, right? And how many of us have asked God to do something? How many times have you put up a fleece? Have you said, now if I see four airplanes in the sky today, then I'll know I'm supposed to marry that dude. Right? Listen, if you got to ask, you ain't supposed to marry that dude. Just, we can get off into counseling of boyfriends and girlfriends, but there you go. How many times have you said, if God does this, I'll do this? Before you believe for a miracle, you need to receive one. How many of you have said that? You know, God, if you'll just get me out of this, I'll serve you all the days of my life. People ain't been doing that. Just a reminder, if you ever said that to God, it's time to pay up. You're welcome. 
Hashtag thank you for the reminder. If you ever said to God, if you'll just do this, then I'll do that. Just saying, right? And if he wanted to do it for us, he would do it anyway. So he'd come down here and deal with you. You don't need, you don't need God to take you to the woodshed. Some of y'all do need to be taken to the woodshed with the listen, some of y'all, some of y'all ain't never seen one of these. I'm just saying. I have multiple pairs of flip-flops because I have six kids. So for the last 23 years, I've been investing in flip-flops. You don't have six kids and not invest in flip-flops. Some of y'all ain't never had a flip-flop on your behind. Matter of fact, right now, hand up emoji if you've ever had a flip-flop flip-flop on your behind. <laughs> Angie says, I have. <laughs> Anybody ever had a flip-flop on their behind? Well, nowadays, don't you even think about it, tagging them. But nowadays, they call, it used to be HRS, but now it's like DCFS. They got all the alphabet. I wish my kid would have tried that crack on me, calling DCFS. Ah! I would spank them with a flip-flop. But anyway, wait a minute. One of my kids, well, no, they didn't call on me, so that's all right. We had, that's a story for another day. But I wish one of my kids would have played that card, talking about, I'm going to turn you in. Ah! Gonna be, that's why I invest in flip-flops. Anyway, that's, a, that's advice for all you brand-new moms or moms-to-be. You know when they say, what should you pack in your diaper bag? And, you know, that's what I'll do. I'll make a video of everything you truly need to have in a diaper bag. Hey! Yes, you need to have the diapers and the wipes and all that. <laughs> but you need to have a flip-flop. You know, for killing flies. Calm down, DCFS. It's for killing flies. Well, that was all of mine. Number four, number six, the need to see a miracle. So we did four, five, and six today. We'll do uh, uh, more next week, amen, in Jesus' name. I love all y'all. Make sure you share this broadcast, and please don't be tagging no DCFS in this thing. Don't be, my haters, calm down, people. My kids are grown. I don't spank them anymore. And in Florida, it was legal back in the day. So, And there's a statute of limitations anyway. So... Oh, on to better news. Speaking of that, I got my FOID card. In case y'all wanted to know, I got my firearm car, uh, card. Now I'm able to buy a firearm, and, and I'm going to be going to a class. And this I'm definitely putting on live. I'm going to a class to learn to shoot the gun and, and concealed carry. I'm already, if y'all want to help me out, I'm looking for holsters that you can wear like, um, uh, uh, on your clothes, like under your clothes, like under your jacket. I'm looking for holsters for ladies. So if any of y'all got any kind of, uh, tag me in the, these holsters, cause I'm going to have a concealed carry permit real quick. I just got to go to class. <laughs> y'all might want to pray for the instructor, but I'm super excited cause I get to go buy a gun. Amen. Because you know, deer. And moose and elk and bison wait that's canada um you've never shot a mini friend oh yes laura we could go together if you're interested i am 100 percent always looking for people that want to go to the range ah <laughs> angela you right i just wrote that thing on there but um so i'll be going gun shopping this weekend i can't show y'all what i buy or anything because that's probably illegal this this whole conversation is probably illegal i don't know but i got my foid card so i am <laughs> legit can own guns, all my guns, and all the guns in Jesus' name. Well, listen, Jesus loves you. Okay, Laura. She said, I'll go with you. 
I do have trusting friends. Amen. Lord, just don't know me that good. <laughs> Amen. Okay, well, listen. Coffee with Kathy, daily devotional journal. It's not too late to buy some for Christmas. <laughs> we should play Christmas music. Um, it's not too late to get the, uh, the devotional journal, and we even have a combo where you can get the cute little notebook and pen to match. You know your friends have birthdays. You know they need this devotional journal. If somebody throws their birthday up real quick, I'll read your birthday journal. First one, tell their birthday. Tell us how old you are. <laughs> I'll read your birthday. This is good. Thank you, Laura. It is a good devotional. Amen. I, can, I find myself reading the devotional journal every day and remind myself of what myself said. April 1st. That's right. I forgot you're born on April Fool's Day. Ha. What a great. All right, April Fool's. Let's stop living by feelings and start living by faith. What do you know? We're just talking about faith. Stop living by your feelings. Your feelings will lie to you. Amen. How many of you have ever had your feelings lie to you? Your feelings will lie to you. So it pleases God to reward your faith. This is perfect. The perfect one we needed for today. Stay in faith. And we even read Hebrews eleven six. So this was meant to be. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And the word for the day is seek. So spend the whole day seeking after God, looking for the miracles. Look at everything you see and see the miracle in it. And Father, I know I need faith to please you. Grow my faith in Jesus' name. And I'll end it on that note right now. Grow my faith in Jesus' name. And I'll see all of y'all next week. I'm going to have a sunburn because I'm going to Wisconsin Dells to the water park on a vacation with my two of my children anyway. My two least favorite ones are going to go with me. But that's okay because what happens is sometimes you got to take the least favorite ones of the six and, you know, just make them feel like they're the favorite. Amen? But they're really not. Amen. I can't tell y'all who really is the favorite. <clears throat> but if he's watching, he, he'd probably say it's me. Yeah. But I love all y'all. Go make it a coffee drinking kind of day. Don't forget, hashtag donate on the broadcast today. And it sends you to a little link for you to donate. Every 5 and $10 helps feed hungry children. We're up to 100 kids a day. And every time y'all donate, the more you donate, the more we're able to feed more kids as well as um, encourage people, lead people to Jesus, populate hell, and, uh, populate heaven and plunder hell in Jesus' name. So we appreciate y'all. Hashtag donate or go to my Coffee with Kathy and give online. Thanks all my partners. I love all y'all. All you are my partners. Amen. And I love y'all because you're the best. All you got to do is hashtag donate and it'll uh, uh, send you to where you need to go to get all your information. Clean your bank account out in Jesus' name. But I love y'all. Go make it a coffee drinking kind of day.